Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Gwen Drager. Praise God. How many people here have ever used a credit card? Oh yeah, you've seen one? Mm -hmm. Pretty cool, aren't they? There was an age, I think I was about a teenager when they had this, so that was a couple of years ago. And <laughs> yeah, everybody, you're supposed to laugh there. <laughs> Be kind. Show she doesn't look old enough to have lived 60 years. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Praise the Lord. I love you too. <laughs> they used to say, Visa, the name recognized wherever you go. Yeah. Oh, God, worldwide, you can go anywhere with Visa. It had a name that was above other names. <laughs> and it would speak. And it identified, and it was something, when you saw the Visa card, you knew that you could use this in exchange for cash. Now, you have to understand, today we have debit cards, and that was all a big thing. When debit cards came out, there were people freaking out across North America that they believed it was the, the start of 666. The mark of the beast. It has come. Don't take those debit cards. And in fact, one of the places it was launched first, out of all of North America, do you know where they chose? Vancouver. Because they felt it would be less resisted there. Interesting. See, I've lived long enough to have some interesting facts. Amen. Live longer, get more. Amen. So I thought that was interesting. Now I think that was First Bank. That's what they called them back then. Now it's BOM, Bank of Montreal. And they were the first ones to go with this little digital card. And pretty soon people figured out because they were put in little envelopes that a person, because I did the job so I know, had to put a brand new 20 and a brand new 5 in an envelope and put it in a machine. And then you could go to the machine. And if, you, if the machine was offline at night, you could actually get money out you didn't have in your bank. So they had a few glitches they had to fix very quickly. And that was the lead-in to what we have today. And now people use their phones, which I'm not comfortable with, but some people are, and they do it all the time. But it's probably because I had Visa and Debit ahead of time, which kind of went, Rrr. and so, and they like flip out their phone before you can even think of blink, 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 blink. And I watch people, and they're using their phones to pay their bills, and I'm like, oh. well, I'm not that era. <laughs> I watch. <laughs> Some people just do it. And it's so normal for them. It's normal. But what's God's kind of normal? And what's in a name anyway? Well, the whole point is that when these things show up, even though it says Visa on the card and it's recognized, my name is on that card. And they don't go, oh, hello, who's the, who's, can I talk to Mr. Visa at the Visa Center before we can make this exchange? They don't do that. You sign your name. Well, you tap it now, but <laughs> or you have to punch in a pin. But it's my name on the card, or my husband's, or your own, right? Interesting. So Visa backs it, but it's my name. There's things, yes, and it, well, we watch it go bing, 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 bing. Now, Philippians, because 
we are living in an era where we don't really understand the name of Jesus. We don't get it. We always say his name. We sang it a lot this morning. But when we say Jesus, we don't really have faith in that name to do what it says or what's in that name. And, and we don't really have the faith for that, partly because we haven't talked about it. We've been talking about everything else. How to get through the mental stress. And, and uh, I understand. How to get healed. How to, and they're all good things. But the very root of it can be established by understanding better the name of Jesus. If you think about it, and, and I've heard a lot of people say, oh, you know, well, they never use, you know, Buddha's name to curse by or any, Allah, they don't curse you. In the, that's because when you say the name Jesus, you, it is uh, connected to power. Every time. When people say Jesus all throughout the Bible, they, they have a power connection with it. Not just authority, but power. When I use the name Visa, I have authority and power to purchase. Hmm? Right? So with the name of Jesus, it has power in it. So if you really want to curse someone, you're not going to use a name that lacks power. If you want to curse someone, you're going to use a name that's got power and authority behind it. Because you want your curse to be effective. Simple logic, really. That's why they don't use those other names. Make sense? Otherwise, and, and I notice this, the first few times that people say Jesus in the wrong way is a cuss word, you notice how it changes the atmosphere in a the room? There's people who go, <laughs> and for a long time, even in PG movies, they wouldn't use it. It had to be R to use that name. No, that's all down the tubes now, but. It's interesting how it changes the whole atmosphere. If you've got someone who, who, who is not saved, who uses the name in a very wrong way, repetitively, you'll watch, like, even people who are not saved start. Now, hopefully, if it's a devil manifestation, someone's there to go like, you know, cast it out, may as well, have it fun. Amen? But the reason people respond and react is because that name has power whether they understand it or not. I've shared this story, and, and, it's, and it's so relevant. I was, I was learning, so it was a few years ago, and the children were babies. So and my oldest, or our oldest, I think she's 80, 85, I think that makes her 36. So they were just little wee babies, and I was selling Discovery toys. And I went to this lady's house, and it happened to be raining that night, you know, I, I agreed to, to do a home party That's, that was a big deal, kind of like they have Tupperware kind of deal, only it was toys, educational toys. And, and I, it's like I had met her somewhere, and it was like every time I, I prayed about my sales, and, but I was learning these things. And I'm going in and out of her house. I'm coming down the stairs to my car to get one more bag, and it's like a hand pushed my shoulder. Because and, and I was going head first down her stairs. I literally flipped over. And, and there were steep stairs, but like I felt something push me. And I was going, and I didn't have time to quote Psalm 107 that we heard this morning <laughs> or any other scripture. I had time to say the name of Jesus. That's all I said. Jesus. And I somehow landed on my feet. 
so like I literally went over and landed on my feet. And then I stood there for a few minutes. <laughs> I was like, ah! <laughs> and I had a skirt on and, and heels, so that was really special. And <laughs> I, I got up into the house, and, and the house was full, and, 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 and there was lots of people there that night. And, and I didn't know how, and I was learning, right? I was learning about the name of Jesus. I was studying about the name of Jesus. I was reading scriptures about the name of Jesus. So I was actually learning about it. And, and, comes, and, and comes the end, and people are gone, and I'm sitting with this lady, and I said, do you have a haunted house problem? I just didn't know how to get there. Do you have something that makes... She goes, yes. So we prayed, and eventually she got born again, and the house was cleaned and, and whatnot. But that wasn't the way I wanted to find out about the name of Jesus. <laughs> there are easier ways. Now, if I've learned you have an opportunity to grow without that experience... And you could take the word for it. So let's get in the word, see what it has to say. Amen. Philippians 2.9. <clears throat> Wherefore God has exalted who? Him, Jesus, and given him a name which is above every name. So important, we quote it regularly, but it's so foundational to where we go. We've got to know this is right there. First of all, God gave him the name. God gave it to him. It wasn't any man. Now, man quoted it and did what they said, and they obeyed. Interesting, right? Mary and Joseph had to obey what God had told them through the angel of what to call Jesus. God gave him that name. So it's a special name because it came with the power and authority and his identity. It was all like all wrapped up into one. But it's so important that you remember above anything else, wait, God gave it to him. What do we know about what God gives? It's good. Doesn't take it back. His promises he keeps. So if you think, when God is giving something, it has everything behind it that God gives. That's in his character, right? So that's what's behind God's giving every single time, right? Keeps his promises, keeps his word, keeps all those things. So when that's behind what God gives, what, he's, what comes is like the harvest of all those things behind it. Make sense? Following me so far? All right, good. Now, in John 15 and 16, it says, you've not chosen me, but I've chosen you and ordained you, that's, that you should go and bring forth fruit, that your fruit should remain that. Whatsoever you shall ask who of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Now, one of the testimonies also from last night was, uh, Shalane, our worship leader, was sharing how she came to the place where she said, God only gives good things. And when she was asking, everybody was asking and praying for her to have a husband, but until she asked herself, it didn't happen. And, and I've heard about other people wanting to have, you know, make relation. I'm not in the relationship buying and selling business. That's <laughs> not my thing to do. I'll pray for you if you ask. But I, I'm not going to, I'm not a matchmaker. Not, no. Be happy, be blessed. That's my, that's, that's it. Be that, that's it. <laughs> Amen. And so when there's this place where you're asking who? The Father in Jesus' name. So we're coming in the name of Jesus and then whatsoever you ask because it's in line with all those things. What does God give? Good things. So what does he do? He keeps his promise. Everything God gives has got his character in behind it and gives authority to it and produces 
what he is, good, kind, loving. But, so that's all in behind. So when you come to the Father, well, I don't know if I should come to Father with this request. Well, start with what you got. Ask him. You'll soon find out if it's not in the word because you're going, well, that didn't feel right. Mm -hmm. Yep. John 16, 23 says, in that day you shall ask me nothing. Oh, uh, don't ask any questions because we won't, you know. He says, no, no, no. That's not quite the whole thing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, what you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. This giving principle that gets under that name. When we understand the Father gave him a name. When we come to the Father and this giving thing that happens, it's the, like, if I could say it like this, the propulsion, the, the, the impetus, the force behind. God's a giving God. He's a giving God. You cannot outgive him. And so often we're in the beggar phase. Oh, we're going to come to God. We're going to ask him. We're going to ask him. We're going to beg. We're going to whine. We're going to, oh, my word. He's just waiting to pour out in your life. Amen. That's why he said, come and ask me because I've got all this stuff backed up. <laughs> Heaven's full of things to pour out to you. And so this asking part is so essential to loosing the good things, the forgiveness, the kindness, the love, the, all those things. And he's just waiting to pour it out. How do you ask in his name? With the name that was given. With the name that was given. You recognize, oh, if God gave Jesus this name, it's important. It's important for us to use. It's important for us to understand. Amen? Right. Well, then. Let's all go to Colossians chapter 3. We're going to see that his name will open previously shut doors. It's very cool. Colossians 3.12. I'll start and I'll just start reading. You can catch up. Colossians 3.12. I'm in the King James. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God. You see, a lot of trouble happens as us believers because we're not convinced of our identity, but we'll get to that. Attend the Bible studies on Wednesday night. They'll talk. You'll hear it more and get really founded in this. It's very good. As the elect of God. That means he chose you. And you said yes. It's so simple. He chose you. He chose you. Hello. And you said yes. That makes you the elect. So simple. Holy and beloved. Me? Yes. Yes. Blessed, wealthy, prosperous. That's you and that's me. Strong, mighty, kind, and loving. Well, I had a bad day the other day. And immediately all your character was erased in one moment? I don't think so. Bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. Some days better than others. Forbearing one another. And this is not, forbearing is not tolerating. <laughs> you know, I, we had girls. They had Barbies. I did not tolerate them leaving their little Barbie shoes everywhere. Why? Because I'd had a few that I found with my feet. And they're almost as bad as Lego. You don't want to step on those things. And Barbie shoes, they got these little pointy, like, high heel things. And they will go in your foot in an unkind way. I don't tolerate 
that. Forbearing is not tolerating. Forbearing is that place where love flows. It doesn't make excuses for someone else's bad behavior either. Forbearing is a character of God that comes by the fruit of the Spirit being manifest in your life that sees what's coming ahead, that has a love and has an answer and walks in answer. But hear me, it doesn't make excuses for someone's abusive behavior. Tolerating abuse is not what this is talking about. Forbearing one another in love is different. It's holding one up. Sometimes someone is ill, and, and it's the best way to understand forbearance. And you see that they're suffering, and, and, and they're in a lot of pain. And when pain's a funny thing, people have a hard time thinking when they're in pain. They'll act poorly and say things that they never meant at any other time. Now, we don't excuse them saying the bad things, but we forbear in praying for them to be relieved of pain. See the difference? Right? So we'll pray for them and pray for their family out of the compassionate heart of God who doesn't want to see anyone suffer. Father, would you heal them? Would you relieve them of that present pain? Father, speak to their family as they, because it's hard for them to suffer. And right now, we've got people in this world who'd rather silence suffering with a bunch of medication and, and, and things when that's not how you do things. God, you're a healing Jesus. Oh, Jesus, when they can't pray for themselves, let's pray. Oh, Jesus, let your healing be manifest in them. Oh, Jesus, would you touch them now? Forbearing. You see, that's not tolerating. See the difference? I'm not going, wow, you're a really, you know, you don't have any faith. If you had faith, you'd get off that bed. You know, and your mouth is out of order. You're not making good confessions. Good morning. Almost afternoon. Where did we get to? Forbearing one another. Forgiving one another. Forgiving is not excusing either. Forgiving is personal. It's not about them. It's about you. And because, you see, a lot of people are so upset right now and so hurt by others. And we need to understand God's way of forgiveness. We need to understand it. Forgiveness is about receiving it from him. We receive forgiveness from the Father through Jesus Christ. We received that because he paid for it. And then we have something to give out. We don't hold it against others. But we don't apologize for them either. We just release them. We forgive them because we don't want that. And your heart's messy and ugly and horrible. Yeah, it's stainful. And you go home and you're going to feel bad. We don't hold it. We don't hold on to unforgiveness. Let it go. Now that other person's responsible to do their own repenting. Not you, not me. And you forgive them regardless of what they do. It's not, your forgiveness is not, and forgiving them is not dependent on their actions. You forgive them because that's what God says to do. He forgave you after all. Amen? That's another type of God giving. Amen? If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also you do. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. 
Charity is God's giving kind of love, which we've been talking about all the way along, which is contained in his name. We'll get this. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. This is often one of the things that I quote at the Amplified because I like how it says, and let peace be the umpire of your heart. And it is so good that when I like peace calling the shots, you know, that, that's out of bounds. I'm not taking it. <laughs> and there are a lot of things that are out of bounds right now. Don't, don't follow them. Don't go that way. To the which also you're called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ rich, uh, dwell in you richly in all wisdom. I want to make a point right here that Christ is not the name of Jesus. It's not his last name either. (laughs) Christ is his, if I say it this way, hopefully you won't be offended, designation. He's the anointed one in his anointing. So it represents that. So it's saying, and that's why it says in Matthew 24, it says many will come in the last days saying that they don't say that they're Jesus. What do they say? That they're Christ. That look at me, I'm anointed. Well, anointing isn't a feeling either. And anointing isn't you being weird. Amen? Anointing comes from heaven and it won't make you look like something other than God. But that's another message. Perhaps Pastor Jason will teach on that. (laughs) After one of these mornings, I always say, well, God, go see Pastor Jason. He will teach on it more. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> he just smiles. Says, Thank you. <laughs> and we've talked quite a bit about the anointing in, in previous times. But Christ is not that name which God gave him. Christ is, his, is who and what and his purpose and all of that, right? So it's not Jesus, Right? So it's good, it's good to know. Let the word of Christ, let the word of the anointed one and his anointing dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So all of you people say, well, I don't sing very well. I don't care. It's not about how, it's about your heart getting open and using your mouth to worship God. Not men, not if you like the song you don't. There's lots of songs I don't like. Truth. Some of them I don't sing. If it's contrary to the word, I won't sing it. I don't want to. I don't I feel uncomfortable. Does that mean I, I just don't listen to a lot of music. I, don't, I, I make my own, my own sound to the Lord, and it's some kind of music, but I sing it anyway. Amen. Sometimes better than others. If it's early in the morning, it's not always so sweet. I have a low voice, and it's kind of like always like in the morning. But I'm usually alone, and it's just me and Jesus, and he loves me, so it's all good. (laughs) And it says, and whatsoever you do in word, now this is, for those Bible study students, this is the word logos, so it's it's the pure word, it's not revelation. Whatsoever you do in the, that following the word of God as it's written, or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. You see, you're the name on the visa card. Do all in the name of Jesus. So while Jesus is the name that's written on my heart, that is in my heart, that's in my life, I don't have to come up and finish every prayer with my, my hashtag in Jesus' name. I don't have to do it that way, and neither do any of you, but we do that often so that other people who have no clue of what we're doing and have no clue about those things, we say it to help others, and because we love people. And so we put on the tagline at the end of every prayer. And sometimes it's a way of letting everybody know you're done talking. (laughs) You know, you've been praying and praying and praying. If it's me, I might be going on for quite some time in prayer. And at the end, so everybody knows, in Jesus' name, amen. 
That's my tag name. I bring out my MasterCard or my Visa. It's really in my life a MasterCard. And uh, <laughs> I do have Visa, but I'm talking about the other kind of Master. <laughs> and I bring it out, but it's got my name on it. Whatever I do, I do in the name of Jesus. This morning, we prayed and encouraged you to receive forgiveness in Jesus' name. We don't have to say that. I've come with it on my heart, written here. Why? Because I've accepted Jesus. He bought and paid for my sin. And it's such a great example with the credit card. Like there's, a, there's an agreement. There's a contract. I have a contract with God because I accepted what Jesus did on the cross. He's gotten it. And my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. Only he paid all the debts. And so that when I walk, I can go, I've come in the name of Jesus. What I'm doing is in the name of Jesus. But I don't have to say the name of Jesus every time I do that. Does that make sense to you? Do you say visa every time you show up? <laughs> no, you don't. And, uh, sometimes they'll say, how are you paying today? And they'll say credit or debit. And it really shocks them if you say cash. But uh, <laughs> I think I like to pay cash just to have that look on their face. Have you washed it first? <laughs> no, I've been sitting in my wallet, and it came out of a machine and went into my wallet and went to you. It's not handled by a lot of people. <laughs> but that's what they don't ask you the name on your credit card. They say credit or debit. Sometimes they do. If you're overseas, they might. And sometimes if you're filling out something online, I've noticed they'll say... Thing, but they don't ask you. It's printed in, right? And there's a lot of shopping being done on online. <laughs> but when I come, I'm coming in the name of Jesus. I'm coming in his name. And it says, well, what are we going to do in his name? Live. Uh, and it isn't all this spiritual thing. Well, here, here I come. I'm coming in the name of Jesus. I'm doing everything I do in the name of Jesus. Watch me. I'm washing the dishes and it's holy. No, it's not. I don't wash the dishes in our house anyway. My husband's so good to me. <laughs> Hallelujah. I know, believe God for that, hey? For those of you who are single and believe in God, believe God for one that does dishes and laundry. Amen. <laughs> There's smiles and a few awkward like, mm. I help with garbage. That's my big thing. But I had to go to school to know how to put the garbage in the cans here in Surrey. <laughs> Tell you what. <laughs> Why is it so complicated? I don't know. When we were, we were for our uh, vacation, we were in Harrison. They had a whole new lesson, and they had all kinds of things. And like, I, and it was <laughs> I, I, the the person in the hallway who was. I said, I don't know what. I can put in the bucket and not, and it says to leave the coffee pods on the counter, and there's flies. I don't want flies in the place. And they petted like an organics bucket in the hotel room. I'm like, no. <laughs> we don't want to leave it outside. There's critters. Yeah, that's where it's going. <laughs> on the balcony. <laughs> I didn't know I'd have to have a degree. Singapore was much the same. Yeah, Singapore, yeah. They give you even, uh, for water, they give you your own sterilized glass container 
because they don't want to give you plastic. They're reducing plastic. So you get your own sterilized glass water container that you can go back and get refilled. And all kinds of rules about which garbage goes in which bucket, you know. And don't chew gum. <laughs> you can get fined if you spit gum in the, yeah. Mm. And you know what? It's a very clean country. <laughs> and the most beautiful airport, I think, in the world. When we come in the name of Jesus, we don't look like weirdos. Amen. It's not super spiritual, it's living. There's an important part about understanding the name of Jesus and everything that goes in behind it and, and coming in that name. Because there's something very unique that God did. Let's look at Genesis. Are you enjoying yourself today? In Genesis chapter 2, what did God the Father give Jesus? He gave him a name which is above every name. You're going to go away and you're going to think about this tomorrow. He gave him. It wasn't just that he had a name. It's that he gave the 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 name. What God gives is good. And it contains all the things that we need. Genesis chapter 2, verse 19. Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every fowl of the air, and brought them unto Adam. By the way, he also made all the, the trees and stuff. He didn't just say, oh, they came, they were whole things, and he put them in the ground. That's in there too. He says, and he brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name. Hold on. God gave Adam authority to name things. Interesting. Didn't God give Jesus the name that was above every name? Mm -hmm. This is why they sometimes refer to Jesus as the second Adam. So when you're Bible study students and you'll get this eventually, and that's okay. So Adam was the first man that came into the earth that was created. When Jesus came to the earth, he came into a human shell, but from the DNA of heaven, went into Mary. And that's a long thing, but you don't have to answer that today. But it'll all make sense one day. <laughs> and so God gives this tremendous ability to Adam to name things. Why? Why does God give the authority to call things? We understand that when we hear about Abraham in Romans chapter 4, he said that he was given authority to do what? To call things that were not as though they were. We are coming and to operate and walk and use the name of Jesus in that same way. The authority to name things in men has not changed. Not only did Adam name all the stuff, in verse 23 it says, after the woman was made, he says, now this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. It was Adam who said this. And Adam said, she shall be called woman. Adam. Adam named woman. Adam named woman. Why are all these things important? If we begin to understand that calling and naming things 
is within our authority realm. We'll use the name of Jesus differently than what we have previously. He's not just the guy that fixes. He's not just the healer. It comes with this authority power that we can walk in that's designed to change the earth. Not because we've decided what to say, but because we've been given authority out of heaven to walk in that name and change what is wrong and rename things. Think about this. Doctors see some stuff under a microscope and they see a bunch of stuff swirling around. Ever looked under a microscope? For those of you who were still in high school, um, you may remember making little things and looking at them. And then somebody comes along and they name it. Oh, they say, that's a red blood cell. Oh, this is a virus. Oh, that's a this. Or oh, that's a that. Look at all those white blood cells. Now, white blood cells have all kinds of different names. My favorite one was phagocytes. <laughs> they were big and fat. And, uh, you know, that, oh, they were easy to see and they were so big and, you know, and all kinds of different things. They named diseases. But did you know there's only so many categories of disease and that when Jesus went to the cross and he took all the stripes, that there was not one type of disease that he did not take a stripe for? All the categories of disease, he had a stripe for every one of them. Not every one that was named, but every category of disease. You see, men were given authority to name things and sometimes they do it poorly. Still. And with this and in this day we live, we need to understand that when we're doing all in the name of Jesus, it's time we started renaming some things. That we've got the authority by what is contained out of heaven. The authority, one of the things that makes us so different is that God's creative power is in the naming part. When Jesus, uh, when God gave Adam the authority to name things, there was a creative part that came with this. This is going to be a tree. It's going to grow green. And, and that same creative part is loosed as we name things today. And things that were once named by man, because Jesus is the highest name, things can be renamed under him. We still have that authority. So if someone comes along and they say, that's cancer, I've seen it under the microscope. And some man came along and said, that particular cell, that's a cancer cell. And we got that out of your body. Now we're going to come in the name that was given, right? God gave Jesus a name. And in that name, there's healing. In that name, there's deliverance. In, there, in that name, there's the creative power to bring to pass what man was designed to name. And you can rename that cancer into something else. Either the name works or it doesn't. Whatsoever is named. Whatsoever we do in his name. Whatsoever we do in his name. We loose the power of the name when we speak it. Well, I face cancer, I know. More than once. More than once. My husband, myself, my mother, my father, my brother, my sister. My husband and I renamed it. And we are well. And cancer can't live in our body. 
We have healthy cells. Everyone is a healthy cell. Why aren't we using that name like that? Oh, healthy cells. Oh, prosper in our bodies. Oh, health. You've designed this body, Jesus. We know that this body is under your name. This body is your temple. Oh, Jesus, let that name and everything in that name be manifest in every cell in my body. Hmm. Doing all in the name of Jesus. Doing all in that. Oh, I have a bit of a trouble with a particular sin. I keep falling in a particular sin. Have you used the name to push and drive that sin out? You have the power in you to walk in that name, to use that name, and give sin the exit sign. You don't have any authority in my life. Hmm? The name is working for me. I'm going to bring out my master card and say, I'm master over you, sin. Get out. Amen. Amen. It doesn't have any authority to do that. Why are we letting it? Because we don't understand that we can operate in faith in that name. I have faith that when I say Jesus, all of heaven's goodness, all of heaven's health, all of heaven's prosperity is being loosed in that moment. Without me quoting all the scriptures. As you meditate on these things, faith will begin to rise again. You see, they don't like to talk about these things and we just like to use it as a cuss word. Because it, you know, it has power. When I use that name, it has power. Devils flee at his name. They're afraid of it. When you walk in that name without realizing it, you may cause some discomfort in those around you who do not know. But if they, they'll, they'll sense something. They may not know what they sense, but they'll sense something. Because you've come in the name of Jesus. You're doing all in the name of Jesus, but you didn't use the hashtag when you were talking to them. You know, you didn't come in by Jesus' name. I'm here today. I'm walking in his name. You know, and quote five scriptures to your unsaved friends. No, you just came in and you started loving them and they were unlovable. And they smelled bad. And they cried on your shoulder and left marks. Not wearing my white jacket anymore. <laughs> I washed it, blessed it, and someone else can have it. Amen. <laughs> Always come home with someone's face right there. <laughs> and you know, mascara is really hard to get out. <laughs> Leave it to the dry cleaners. They know what to do. <laughs> We don't have to quote a bunch of scriptures for people to believe we're operating in his name. When you come and you love in situations where people hate, they'll know you're different. Where you come with a word of hope, where people are desperate and disappointed and destitute, all those D nasty words and diseased. And you come in and you speak words of, it's, it's not over yet. The bell's not rung. I saw one man and he was in his 80s. And, and he was not good. I don't know why they always wait to the last minute to call, but they didn't. His, his name happened to be the same as my father's. His name was Victor. Would you come and pray for him? And so, sure, 
and I go up there, and they had got the no code blue going on, all that stuff, and he was kind of in and out of consciousness in his bed in the hospital. <laughs> and then, you know, there'd be this long pause before you'd hear this. Another <laughs> That's always really special, you know. And, you, and then the family's like standing at the door, hurting, broken. What can you do? And you love them. And I came in, and I just prayed quietly, not some fancy, dancy, 15-scripture confession over his life. I just put my hand on his shoulder and began to worship God. Actually, we were singing in there. Jesus, what do you want to do today? There's, it's not over. He's still breathing. And as we began to pray, I really felt the Lord say, he's not finished. And I believed him. And at that moment, I said, is there something tr you feel like is trying to pull you? And he was able to speak for a few minutes. He felt that he kept seeing these things that were trying to pull him down and pull him out and take his life. I said, okay. And we said, and here was my big long prayer. No. <laughs> That's not allowed in Jesus' name. I used the hashtag. And he started to come around. And he went home. And then he was on the fishing boats and joined his family in the fishing boat. And he lived another five or six years into his 90s and went home quietly one day. There he was, <laughs> to like, hallelujah. I think more of us should go from <laughs> to hallelujah, too. <laughs> Whatever we do, in the name of Jesus, he's with us. He walks with us. And he walks with us. Yeah, he talks with me. But you know, there was a time I was very broken. Being a mama isn't easy. And your children are small and they cry all the time and you go for days and days and days without sleep and you think, oh, dear God, everybody said children were wonderful and right now I feel like, you know, I'm stuck with the hordes of hell. <laughs> Why do they cry? Why do they scream so long that all your skin feels like it's gonna fall off? <laughs> you can't fix them. They're going through some deal. They're getting teeth and, you know, and they're drooling like a St. Bernard. <laughs> and, you know, you're the one who wants to take the pain medicine, not the <laughs> <laughs> And then just when you think it's over, you have grandchildren. <laughs> and they do the same. I have hope for you all. They do grow up eventually. And hopefully the crying is settled easier. <laughs> That's what melatonin's for, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and I, my husband looks at me one night. He says, why don't you go to church tonight? And, and we were attending a small church near us at the time. And he said, I'll look after the children. It was like, hallelujah. I was like, okay. <laughs> you try to remain calm, look holy. Mm, that's a real blessing. Thank you, honey. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
And, and, and they were, this church was a, a bit of an old-fashioned church, and they liked to sing old hymns and things like that. And they, they, they had a, a, an organ there that had the, the Leslie's speakers, for those of you who know that era, that would come out of the tent meetings and things like that. You know, and it had all kinds of sound, and it was weird. And they had some powerful worship, but it got real quiet like it did here this morning. And, and they began to sing the song. And I hadn't heard it because I grew up in the Salvation Army. This was a Pentecostal church. They sang different songs. And, and it was just so beautiful. It was so beautiful. And, and it was so simple. And it did something in my heart. And I was healed. I needed fixing. This morning when we were in worship, Pastor Neil talked about how while we were in worship, there was a place where we could receive that healing, where it could do a work in our heart. And sometimes it's really a challenge to step over and let God in those places. You know, it's just pride. I know, probably more than other people. I know. It's hard to admit sometimes you need help you think, oh, that just happened the day you got saved. No, it didn't. Every day, it's your choice to be honest with people and with God. This has been a couple of rough years for so many. But the day you surrender, every day, it gets better. And, and I can tell you, when you can get your lips moving again, and speak his name over your life and over your heart. The places that are deep that only you and Jesus know about can be fixed. Amen. Because there's something about that name. Thank you for listening today. 
We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3W3B1.